Welcome to the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. This is a show that focuses on leadership, life, and love to empower women around the world to be the leader of their life. The My Opinion Podcast is a weekly show with Maya's Motivation Monday, focusing on leadership topics for women that feature guest interviews as well as solo episodes with Maya. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share the My Opinion Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Now, in her opinion, here's your host, Maya Roffler. Welcome back to Motivation Maya on My Opinion. I am back this week with another incredible guest. She is not only the founder, but she's also the CEO and president of PolyPay. I want to welcome Jamie Barlett to the show. Jamie. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. We're so excited to have you here today. And I want to jump in right away and talk about your journey to founding and then also being the president and CEO of PolyPay. So this started all the way back in 2013. Let's hear the story. Sure. Yes. I, uh, as in your world, I'd started in the corporate world for many, many years right out of college. Never in a million years I thought I would start my own company. I navigated a couple big companies. Some had 25,000, other had 120,000 people across the, the world. And I just thought I was going to be the girl that came with her briefcase and went to the cube and clocked in, kind of like the Flintstones, clocked out at the end of the day. Off I went, got in my car. Uh, eventually, I just realized I was trying to make a difference. I was trying to make suggestions. And that was met with more pushback than, uh, you know, there, there was such a difficult time of trying to make changes, make suggestions. People were afraid of, you know, people bringing up ideas. They were trying to attract younger people. And I was just constantly getting pushed back. And it take nine meetings to make one change. And I thought, I'm just tired of this. And I never thought I would do this. I'm very much an introvert. I still am to this day, truly. And I thought, I don't, what am I going to do? And I thought, you know what, maybe I can do this. You know, I, I thought, all right, what's the problem I'm going to solve? That's the question, you know, everyone has to ask themselves, at least I would hope they would before they start their journey. And I thought, well, what's the problem I'm going to solve? So I I grew up in a banking family. My father was old school trust banker in from National Bank of Detroit, which no longer exists. Very much a three-piece suit, tie pin, French cuffs. Dad went to work and, and managed a, the trust department there. So he instilled in me the respect to have for people's money, for saving, for all the hard work people had done towards their businesses and their, and trying to save for the next generation. And I thought, well, what's a business where I can kind of protect funds and help small businesses? And I looked at the, uh, I had learned a bit about the payment processing industry. And when I really peeled the layers back, I found it was an industry that was just rife with bad players, people that were taking advantage of small businesses. You know, when you start a business, you have 8,000 things you have to mind. And people were just trying to figure out, how do I take credit card payments? They get set up really quick, signed their life away on a contract, didn't understand how to read like a statement or something, bought too much stuff, too much hardware they needed for their business. And then suddenly here they were in this terrible three to five year marriage with a business that, you know, with a provider that just didn't give a crap about them. And I thought, that sounds interesting. And I, I loved very much the human aspect, the, the people aspect of talking to business owners and especially multi-generational businesses. And I thought that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be the good guy or the good gal. 
and I'm going to just take care of them and I'm going to be honest with them and I'm going to teach them how to advocate for themselves and answer all their questions, actually be on the other end of the phone when, you know, the phone rang. And that's how PolyPay was born in, in 2013. And, and we're still here all these years later. And I'm proud to say we still have our first customer. Are you serious? That's incredible. Yeah, wow. And a woman-owned business too. Still, that was my first customer and they're still still with us to this day. So I'm very proud of that. That's a huge achievement as you approach 10 years. That's incredible. Wow. So you know what I love about the women that I bring on the show, Jamie, is that there's a couple of things that are kind of always aligned, but something you already brought up is that there's something inspiring from your childhood. So I really love that you already shared and answered a question I would have asked you yeah. about your father and the background. Yeah. And I love how traditional he was with the three piece. Like I'm really oh. getting that picture with the three piece suit going yeah. in and finance. Yeah, if you could imagine like going Going into bank, I think of like Mary Poppins, the movie, you know, like all the bankers there. I mean, the only thing he was missing I was like the watch fob, like in, you yeah. know, in the pocket. I mean, very straight laced, very conservative uh, and took everything very seriously. So just, again, really instilled a respect for me for working with people and taking good care of people and doing your job to the best of your ability. Yeah, I love that. So what were you doing in corporate America before you decided to go out and do this and be kind of the wonder woman of payment yeah. processing? I love this. Right. So what were you doing? Uh, you know, I was actually in the consulting world. I, I graduated from Wellesley College. I had a degree in economics and English. So when I did both departments, thought I was a sellout, Maya. So I had the, you know, you're a capitalistic. And the other one says, you're never going to get a job reading Shakespeare. So, you know, I kind of put the two worlds together. And again, like a typical new graduate, I thought, I'll go into consulting. Uh, yeah. You know, and I loved it. I, I still don't regret that because it was like having... 10 jobs over six years. It was amazing. I would get, you know, I would get pulled from one, you know, I'd work in IT, I'd work in tech, I'd work in utilities industries. So, you know, it was like every six months I had a new job. So I did enjoy the exposure, but it was such a huge company with, you know, as I said, 120,000 people worked for this, this global entity and just felt like I never even got to, to stay to see the, the completion of the project I was working on. We'd get three quarters of the way through. And because I was always a little bit junior on the project, I get plucked kind of like the claw machine. I get plucked and put somewhere else. So I never really got to see everything come to light. So that was a bit of a, a sadness in that, but I really appreciated the huge exposure to a lot of different industries to kind of see what I really liked and what I didn't like in business. So I, I don't regret that at all, but I am glad that I did move on from that because I just feel like you never get close to the heartbeat of the business when you're kind of on the periphery and doing the consulting side of things. Yeah. No, I love what you said, though, about being exposed to different aspects because I'm European. So in, in Europe, I was born here, but my parents are European. So, you know, that's the thing over there. And they've been doing that for so long where you get exposed at a young age to different trades. And it's yes. something here in the U.S. that we're just kind of now becoming a little more accustomed to, like, yes. well, maybe we should expose people to. So you were way ahead of your time, Jamie, by doing that. Yeah, but, it was a lot of fun. It was yeah, fun. that's yeah. huge for you. Yeah. But yeah. I can also understand what you're saying about not being able to see everything you're like doing all this work and then not seeing like the fruits of your yeah. labor and yes. the final product so yeah. this kind of pushed you into polypay so what kind of paint a picture for us what was it like back in 2013 2014 as you went out on your own because i'm sure like i can relate to this it's a very scary time when you decide yeah. i'm going out oh, on yeah. my own yeah and i'm sure a lot of my listeners can as well so would you mind sharing a little bit of that story with us 
Sure. I thought, oh my gosh, you know, where do I, where do I start? I had kind of my dad as had been a lifelong kind of a fiduciary and had some experience in the, in the payment industry as well. And he's like, Hey, I'll help where I can, but you know, this is really, he was shocked. I was going to do it because I had kind of grown up his in his shadow, very risk averse, just, you know, follow the straight, you know, straight and narrow. He, and he always gave me credit. I appreciate him wherever he is floating around in this world now, but you know, he always had systems around him and big companies. He's like, Hey, I give you credit kid. I don't think I could do it. And, but then he, at the same time, he's like, off you go. Like he kind of pushed me out of the nest and said, if you're going to do it, do it. And I, I really knew very little about the industry, right? I mean, next to nothing. I, I had researched a lot. I had talked to a few people in the industry and actually a lot of people that I found to be kind of negative players. So I, I thought it was an interesting eye opening. I thought, okay, don't want to do that. Don't definitely don't want to do that. Might want to do that. So it was really, as I say, like to say, it's like kissing a lot of frogs before I found the prince. I had to kind of find like a processing partner. I had to find some people that had been in the industry before. And then I had to figure out what was I going to offer? It's an industry where you can do a lot of different things. And I thought, oh, I don't want to do this. This seems a little bit, you know, there's a lot of, for lack of a better phrase, sketchy offerings you can do in the industry to make money. I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to overcharge people like this. So you really kind of went down this war path where almost like a video game, they're like, hey, you know, someone's out there holding their thing. How, why don't you do this with us? You can do this with us. You partner with us. And I was like, you know, batting away left and right. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm going to find them. I got to keep looking. So it took a good year, year and a half for us to really set ourselves up with our first set of kind of partners and offerings. And I ultimately, another year down the road, completely chucked most of that and went off again and found a different partner that was more associated with our, our values and our mission statement. So it was like a lot of bad speed dating that kind of, uh, at least it went by pretty quickly, but it was a lot of choice and it was a lot of questioning yourself. And it was a lot of wanting to make sure that I set myself up as the way I wanted to be so that I could sleep well at night, knowing that I had associated myself with the right people on behalf of my customers. Yeah, I love that you said that. That's like a lot of bad dating and it moving is. on because oh, it's, it's like so frogs like everywhere. My frogs <laughs> everywhere. Yeah, it was frogtopia. So it, it was, but I, eventually I got you know I got uh, my my princes at the end for sure. Hey everyone, it's Maya, the host of the My Opinion Podcast, the leadership podcast for women. I hope you're enjoying this incredible episode of the podcast. Now you can learn more about leadership and how to be the leader of your life. You can click on the show notes right now and download your guide on how to be the leader of your life written by me, Maya Roffler. We'll go over the four pillars of how to be the leader of your life. We'll review your values, your mission, not only your purpose, but your purposes and your vision. So download the guide right now and enjoy the rest of this podcast episode. I love that. Yeah, well, you're very determined. And I think that's a huge thing when you're going through something like this and you've got a vision and you had clarity and you knew what you wanted. But you mentioned something that we talk a lot about on this podcast, Jamie, and you talked about your values. So I think when you're unaware of what your values are, you're not quite sure, navigating something like that would have been very yeah. challenging, right? So yes. kind of, can you share with us what your core values are at PolyPay and your mission and how that helps drive you? Because 
because clearly it did. And yeah. I talk about this all the time. And I'm sure some of you guys who listen are like, oh gosh, my is talking about values again. But I want them to see and you are one of the, yeah. the proof cases on here yeah. why it's so important. So oh, it is. Oh, it is. It yeah. is. And it's and it's amazing what people are willing to throw away just for some sort of short, ill-gotten gains. I mean, in the end, karma all comes around. There's been so many other people I've worked with in this industry that just sort of shook their head. They're like, Jamie, why do you waste your time on high-touch customer support? Like, why don't you just raise your rates? Why don't you raise your fees so you can make money? They don't know the difference anyway. I go, I won't be able to sleep at night knowing that. I mean, again, going back to my parents, my, you know, my mother always tell me, you're the only one that can take your reputation away. You're the one that lets some. You're you're the one that that lets someone take that away from you. So, I always knew if I could sleep well at night, and I knew I was taking care of customers, that they would stay with me. And that's what's happened. There's there's no what I don't understand in business. There's no alchemy here. There, this is not a hard equation to understand. Just do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Be honest and be truthful. And it's the easiest thing in the world. And I don't understand people. Can, I watch people mess it up from fifty miles away, and I go. There's going to be no reason to this. There's going to be no point. Okay, yeah, you're going to make X amount more dollars than somebody doing exactly the right thing, but that's all going to catch up with you. And I've seen that happen with so many other competitors and peers in my industry. They're like, oh, well, we're, we're going to race ahead of you. And the next thing I know, I find a customer that had been talking to them and us and might have gone with them, come running right back. Oh, my God, why did I go there? I go, I, I told you. I mean, there's no there's no mystery to this. You know, it's mm-hmm. just doing the right thing, knowing you can, again, sleep well at night and your customers are taken care of. It's so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. I, I love how you're breaking this down, how you're like, you got to know your problem. You got to know how you want to solve it. And you have that passion behind it. You have the passion behind it and you know your values. I mean, if we didn't catch those guys, obviously it's honesty, integrity. Those are huge yeah. values for you. And yes. I, I'm connecting with you so much because those are my top ones as well. I don't yeah. care if it's, you know, somebody's like, well, I'm going to pay a little more to do this. No, because the money will always be there as, and it will come as long as you're aligned with your mission, your values, and you're doing the right thing. And so I really, yeah. Really just connect so much. You're refreshing, Jamie, because your <laughs> oh, message is you. just, it's awesome. I really Thank think it's good. It's a good message. But I want to talk about, so I wanted you to share that. And it's great that PolyPay is that way. And it's, I mean, it's even more important when we're talking about money. I mean, it's payment yeah. processing, right? And money is yeah. a tricky thing. And like yeah. you said, when you were, were kind of pulling back the layers and getting into this industry, you're like, whoa, look at some of these players here, right? So yeah. it, it happens. So we need to be, you know, conscious again of our values and it's there. But tell us a little bit about your journey. So you acquired your first customer, it's still with you. How was growth for you over the past, you know, nine, almost 10 years now? What did that look like? And yeah. how did you build? Because it was just you, Jamie, right? And now you have a team. So how yes. was that for you? Yeah. It, and it was, again, it was a, you know, we tried to grow and it. it I think a company is very much, if not just the founder, it's very much the fabric of the people that you hire. They have to, not only, as I said, having a partner with the same qualities and beliefs as you do is important, but it is the people under your roof that are wearing your name, that are going out there, that are representing you out on the street. And we went through a tough time with that too, Maya. I mean, the first couple of years, there were people that just thought that this was going to be dialing for dollars. I don't do cold calling. I don't do these boiler room tactics. I either I go out there on the street and our team is out there connecting with people. We're very fortunate. By, I think too, a lot of our business comes from customer referrals. It doesn't get any better on its face with a business. Then I, I'll take that all day, every day, yeah. that if someone will literally put their, in fact, their own name on the line by suggesting 
one of their close relationships, whether it's a family business or it's a peer in their in their business and putting their name on the line and handing their that contact over to you. And I always tell them, I'm very grateful for your introduction. I will treat them with the utmost respect. I will keep you updated on how we do with them. And thank you again for that. And I also always give them some sort of referral gift at the same time as well, because you know, if we're going to benefit from that, I want them to benefit as well. But yeah, the first couple of years had a lot of people come and go. And that's just how it is. I mean, I worked in HR for years ago in another life. And you know, when you you when you interject people, humans into something, right? My, It's messy. It's just messy. You can't figure out what a human is going to do. A lot of people just weren't aligned with us. They wanted to figure out how to make a quick buck. The I had people that joined my business. And then on the third day, we're saying, uh, so I need these two weeks off. And do I have to come in all five days? Can I work from home? And I'm like, I'm sorry, this is not going to work for you. So I had many, many people come through my doors over the first couple of years that just didn't work. And I am so grateful that the last, I would say, five plus years have been amazingly stable. We've just had another fantastic gentleman join us with who has the exact type of skills and belief. And I've had the same core team for a very, very long time. And it's been a, it's been a perfect marriage and I'm so grateful. I'd like to say, I hope the universe thinks I earned it. So. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You're just sharing so many nuggets again, of just information as you grow and scale a business. And I think sometimes founders, as you're sharing, Jamie, get really frustrated in the beginning because we think, you know, we're going to find the right person. It's like dating. I love this metaphor that we're using. It's like dating Um, or analogy, you know, because we think we're going to find the right people. But once they get in there, people do things that you just could never imagine doing because this is your baby. So you're like, yeah, you you're asking what it's your second day of work and you want vacation yeah. like you yeah. don't want to work full time like no you know and um it's difficult so what do you think happened in that time period for you to allow that shift to happen and what do you think you learned in order for you to build this dream team because you're just radiating when you talk about your team now so i, oh, mean, I adore learned a lot yeah. obviously yeah. yeah and i think and it's all about i know you talk about manifesting things and visualizing things i think if you're putting that energy out there and if you love what you do and you're out there talking about it i think you attract the people that hopefully you you deserve and desire and i think you know, after a few years of some really rough come and go with people, I, you know, I was talking with some really close friends that I thought would really be aligned well with the company. And they were at a different opportunity at that time. And and they just said, look, I'll get back to you. You know, when I'm not happy, I'll call you. One of, one of my teams said, and when he finally called me in 2016, he said, you know what? I'm not happy. And I said, I've been waiting for you all along. And I'm hopeful to say wherever he is listening, I hope he would say that, you know, he's, he's been very happy ever since. And I think, it's all about the environment you create. So I was trying, I was frustrated too, because I thought I was creating a great environment for people to grow. I've been a victim of some very toxic business environments. I'm sure you know in the corporate world, Maya, they're, you know, they're everything from black widow bosses, they call them, to just people that are like, you know, psychic vampires to, I, I just, there's all sorts of, of ugliness out there. And I just think that um, if you put that environment out there and you you make a happy environment, and I'd like to say I ask my team every day, is everyone happy? Is everything okay? Even when people come into our office, and it's funny, by this happened just a bit ago, like our UPS guy came in, and he goes, you know, I just want to say I really like your office. It has a good feeling. It has a good feeling when I come in. And literally, he was just delivering some terminals for us. He's like, I would like working here. This seems like a happy place, you know, and I thought that's it. That's all I can possibly ask for because 
Yeah, you're you're paying people, but the fact that they're giving you their time where they could be doing anything else and they love what they're doing and they're still thinking about it. I still get texts from them over the weekend when they're thinking about customers or letting me know something. They don't need to give me that time. They don't need to give Polypay that time, but they are. So I know, again, I hope that in the universe, I must be doing something right because they're still with me somehow on that line, even though they're not with me physically. Yeah. And I think you just said something so powerful, Jamie, and you know, it's powerful, but I want to point it out for everyone listening because you're the way you're saying this, right? Like your employees, your team, mm-hmm. you know, they're reaching out to you because they're excited about what's going on at Polypay. Yeah. And you're also in this message that you're giving us here today on this episode, you're saying how grateful you are for the time that they're giving you. That's huge. And like right there, like we could, we could end the episode right now. We're not, but that's huge because right here now you're telling everybody that you work for them. Like you're grateful because this is your company. This is your vision. This is your mission. This is based on your values. And the fact that they're willing to come on this ride, this boat or, you know, this universe or whatever it is that you're creating and you're doing something right. So I really want to commend you for that because I always say that we work for our team because they're never going to care as much as we do about polypay or my opinion. No. They're never going to. It's our no. It's something yeah. we've created. But yeah. if they're doing that kind of stuff, if they're texting, like guys, if your people are texting you, not because you're calling them going, what the hell is going on? Fix this. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. No, it's the other way around. They're calling you. Hey, I'm excited about this. I really, like, hey, I hate to bother you, but you're never bothering us. This is our business. We want to talk about right. it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you live it, you, you live it and you breathe it. But yeah, if I, yeah. you know, I get a text on Saturday, like, hey, got a call. Customer had an issue. Not a problem. I fixed it. Or hey, had dinner. I mean, that's the great thing about our industry. My everybody takes credit cards. So like whenever my team is out running around and like they're at a dinner and they're like, Hey, I saw this guy had a problem with his terminal. I gave him my card. I mean, he's going to call me on Monday. It's like, you didn't have to do that. You're off the clock. You really are off the clock. And the fact that I'm, I, yeah, again, I'm so grateful because I have worked in a situation where I would literally have panic attacks by driving to work. Cause I was so unhappy about where I was going that it was like I had tunnel vision on the 101 driving in San Francisco. I was like, I don't want to be here. And I never want somebody to ever, ever feel like that. Cause that's the worst thing in the world. It worst. Is. It is. I've been there too. And I'm sure most of you guys have been there too. So creating an environment that doesn't involve that feeling. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. That's, that's why they're reaching out to you. So yeah. I just wanted to point that out. And that's really beautiful. I mean, I'm just blown away. This is so cool. So tell us a little bit more. And then I want to ask you some other questions about leadership, but tell us a little bit more. So you're in 11 states right now. What states yeah. are you in actually? Oh right my now? gosh. See if I can, you're going to test me if I can. Oh, answer. sorry. You're I didn't like, mean to put you on the spot, Jamie. No, no, <laughs> uh, no. So obviously we're based, we're headquartered in San Luis Obispo, California. Yeah. So I have, I live there. I have a home there, but I'm originally a Midwest girl. Obviously I grew up in, in Michigan, but I have a home here in Columbus, Ohio. A lot of the Ohio Buckeyes will get very upset because there's that Michigan, Ohio. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> and unfortunately, I must admit, I'm a daughter of two Buckeyes. So I am officially really technically a Buckeye, even though I am a Wolverine. So I'm sorry <laughs> about that. With the big, big OSU's team coming up, you know, they got the game coming up in a yep. few days. But, you know, I was a Midwest girl. I wanted to come back to the Midwest. So I bought a home here about two years ago and I opened a second office here last spring and it's just been wonderful. So we've got kind of, we always want to have a little bit farther out a location. You know, you can kind of tout local if you're in the San Luis Obispo or even the state of California, you can call yourself local. It's a harder sell. But what I'm proud of is even though we're in 11 states, 
our customers will say they still feel like we're local because we're high touch. They can call us. They can email us whenever. So I, I, let me see if I, I know my team would name them all. Let me think. Maya. So I've got Washington, Oregon, California, Colorado, Arizona, Nevada, Texas. Let's see, Michigan, Ohio. Uh, oh, golly, I'm not going to get them all. I'm not going to name them all. Forgive me. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it at that. I can't remember them all, but yeah, so we're 11, 11, yeah. yeah, 11 states and 74 cities. That's so exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, Thank you. Thank you. Well, two other questions about this, and then I want to dive into some more leadership stuff. So what is next for Polypay? Tell us kind of what's What's the future as you go into your 10th year and beyond? Yeah. What are you guys yeah, looking Yeah, I think we're looking to, obviously, uh, you know, if world domination isn't on the cards, at least U.S. domination. So looking to expand our footprint using our Columbus location as a jumping off point for more of a Midwestern and Southern reach for some of our customers. So looking to grow that, looking very much to grow our referral advocate program, which is a very large part of how we grow our business. You know, obviously not only being in two locations, these are individuals that sign up with us to who are in a bookkeeping or an IT business, or they're in some sort of comparable business in a restaurant industry or restaurant service where they can kind of talk to business owners where payment processing comes up as a line item. So they can kind of ask about the business and then in turn, they kind of refer that business our way. And and we're a little bit different in our industry because it's also an industry of cheapskates. When people typically get referrals, you know, here's a $50 referral fee or a thanks or something like that. We actually offer an ongoing revenue share monthly So say, Maya, you gave us a referral for something and uh, we successfully closed the business and they become a customer. Every month, for as long as they're a customer in perpetuity, you would receive a revenue share from us every month in perpetuity. So as long as we have, I've had referral advocates getting revenue shares for the last six years since we started the program. So as long as I keep the business, the job's on me to keep the business, you as the referral advocate will continue to get a monthly payout from us because I believe if they're, we're benefiting from it, then you should as well. That's so very much a differentiator in the business because usually it's just sort of a one-time payout or something. Nope, we continue to, usually they're about between 10 or 20% of revenue share that we give every month with the referral advocate. No questions asked and they don't have to do anything except uh, be alive and we send them a re- revenue share. Wow. Okay. So you answered a couple of questions for me already. So I was going to ask what's a differentiator for you guys and what businesses yeah. do you work with? Like what's the the model? But yeah. I think you kind of answered all of that for me. So yeah. how does someone, if some of my listeners wanted to get involved in this, how would they get involved in being an affiliate or working in sure. this program? Yeah, with you? sure. So on our website, we actually have a section about our referral advocate program. You can click on it. And then if you reach out to us, we will send out a, a real quick online form where you can answer just a few questions about, you know, what, what you have to offer what you're looking for. And then we have a, a gentleman, Doug Sawyer, who just joined us, who's helping us build the program. He will get back to you, schedule a call with you. And then we just have what we kind of call like a, an intake form. Every time you have a lead for us, you can just send that our way. And, you know, I think a lot of people get afraid, like, hey, I don't know the lingo. I don't understand the business. I go, look, your job is only to introduce us. And then we're supposed to kick the ball across the line. So that's all they have to do. They don't have to be well-versed in it. They just need to have someone who they might know might need a, might need help, might be upset, don't like who they have. Uh, and we'll take that conversation from there and then we'll let them know if we, we close the lead. And it can be any industry. I've got everything, Maya, from a mobile horse vet to a horseshoer to a guy that repairs typewriters. I mean, wineries. It's crazy. It's amazing. Obviously, people got to pay for anything with cards. So yeah. we can take just about anything, which is the really fun part of it. It's a, it's an industry you can cast a wide net in. 
Yeah, that, yeah, that's that was what I wanted to dive into. The final question for this was, who are you guys capturing? But it's interesting. So you have kind of, you know, the, the people that are running very small, lucrative yeah. businesses on their own, or are you going all the way to the enterprise level as well? Oh, I mean, yeah, we have yeah. multi-location businesses, multi-location restaurants. We've got, you know, multi-million dollar wineries all across California and across. So everyone from somebody who's doing $600 a month in fee, you know, in processing to millions of dollars a month in wineries or any other sort of business, or, you know, we do everything from your traditional kind of brick and mortar business to e-commerce businesses to mobile businesses. So landscapers or hairdressers that just want to, you know, be able to take a payment on their iPhone or their iPad. We do that as well. So it's, you know, you can be anywhere where you need to take a card. Okay. This is too cool. All right. So we can go, just go straight on your website and apply for this. Okay. Yes. Yep. Perfect. So we will definitely add that into the show notes. I'm so glad we talked about this. Because, yeah, thank you. I mean, we're always looking for ways to make money, right? Yeah. And to support great businesses. And obviously, hello, we want to support you. You are a female-owned business. Hello, yeah. we want yeah. to do that. But I just, yeah, and it's just, and we want them to be sure they like, we love having them ask questions. You know, who are you? Yeah. Obviously, it's kind of like a little bit of a marriage too. Again, you're, you're sharing your contacts with us. So mm-hmm. we love them. Ask questions all day. What you'll see on our website that I think is different to my is all the people in our industry, there's no names for executives. There's no pictures. So you will see our core team. You'll see me, you'll see Ross, you'll see Ryan, all of our other main kind of our higher up uh, team members. You'll see us there. You'll read about us, see our background. So you can see who you're interfacing with. I think that's so important. So many of these websites, you're just like, do you have an address? Like, where are you? Like, is it a PO box? Like, who is this? So I, I always wanted to say, again, I wanted people to see a face with who they were inter- you know, interacting with. Yeah, I did see that on your website. And I think it's really yeah. refreshing that you can see all of your team yeah. right there. I think yeah. it's great. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I mean, I think that's something that, and this will kind of push us into our conversation about leadership. I think it's something that we really got away from during the C word COVID yeah. <laughs> that I yes. keep talking about, but yes. we've got to talk about it still because it I'm exists. Like, Wait, where are we going with that? My okay, COVID, right. no, 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 COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not going that bad on this podcast. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's, you know, something we got away from, you know, because people were sick of each other, but they wanted to be around each other. And so I love that you have done that on your website and it's a part of your business. It's part of your values, guys. This is a part of your values, right? So that's why I always encourage every single person that is stepping into leadership in any capacity, whether it's just for yourself or for teams or, you know, fill in the blank, you got to know your values. So this is a part of you, but I think having that face-to-face interaction or connection, even if it's just putting pictures and bios, like you do business with people that you like and you connect with and you understand the story. And yes, that's why I've fallen in love with doing this and building this brand and telling all of your stories. But before, just to give you guys context, all of you who are listening, before we hit record, Jamie and I, as you guys know, I own an event logistics company. So Jamie and I were talking about a little bit the networking space and we had a really great conversation. So I want to go back to that because this, yes. this goes to leadership. So Jamie, again, you're talking about the value of knowing someone, knowing, knowing their background, but there's also this you know, balance of networking and getting to know someone and doing business in a different type of way. I'd love for you to kind of bring up what we were talking about as we kind of just went on our, put on our businesswoman hats and talked about our style, because this is huge for me as, as an event planner myself, but also being on the other side and just wanting to network in a different fashion. We'd love for you to kind of expand on that. 
Sure. Yeah, I, I think you know, there's there's uh, there's so many organizations out there that tout themselves as this networking, mentoring, uh, you know, referral based things. Like, come out there and, and you know, sell your services and talk about your best self. And then when I kind of go to any of these events, everything from national to just sort of local chapters of things, uh, you know, you would get there, you kind of you put your name tag on. Again, I'm still an introvert at heart, so I kind of all right, you know, here I am. Who would ever thought ten years ago I'd start a sales company? Like, what? What was I thinking? But here I am. You know, I'm out there, and I've got my little, you know, I've got my little sandwich board on, and here I am going in. And you kind of go into some of these events, and I've always got, I mean, a stack of my business cards. It's either my cell phone or my business cards are kind of strapped onto me like a tool, like a tool belt. And you walk in and you kind of, you take, you know, you kind of survey the room and it's, you know, there's a handful of, you know, we're talking more specifically kind of the women's networking because, you know, I always like those. That's, that's another more intimate, you know, experience. And you kind of have at least something more in common with somebody to chat about, but you kind of, you get into some of these events and, and you try and, and, you know, someone's talking about their day or this, or you want to talk about, what do you do? What do you do? This is what I do. And I start asking like, well, maybe I can be of help or, you know, I have someone you, you know, I can introduce you. And if, I kind of get this kind of, oh, like, you know, they kind of, there's a pushback. And I, I thought, well, did I, did I, what did I say something wrong? And I thought, well, that's weird. Uh, all right. I knocked that aside and went to another event, kind of did the same thing. Oh, hi, this is what I do. This is what I'm looking for. How can I help you? And again, just sort of, I thought, what, did, what am I doing wrong here? I thought, you know, and, and I think the problem we're having with some of these women's networking groups is that why can't we just be honest about what we're, I, I can't be the only one, right? right? You can't be the only one that's looking like deep down, there is this need where you're like, okay, I need the bottom line. There, there's no one is feeding me money here. I need, I need, a, I have to keep this, you know, I've got, you know, rent, I've got, you know, PL, I've got bodies to pay for. Like we have to keep going. And, and it seems to be like, there's a dirty word when you're asking about a referral or a suggestion or a connection to make. It's sort of like, oh, I thought this was a safe space. And I thought, well, you know, I, I, I love socializing as much as the next person. I'm still female in that aspect, but yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, again, like you said, I want to go, if I want to be with friends, that's great. But you know, between the hours of 8 AM to good 6 or 7 PM, like I'm on, I'm on the work clock here. And if I'm giving you my time and I've stepped away from my desk, and I'm at an event for a couple hours, I better be walking away with a couple cards or at least a couple names or just have found some, even where I could just be a mentor to somebody like, and somebody wants to connect and take it a next step. Every time I kept going to those, I just kept getting this sort of pushback, like, oh, this is supposed to be a safe space where we're just supposed to talk about very topical crap and just how's your day and what are you doing this weekend? And have you been to this restaurant? And, you know, or have some silly speaker that where I, you know, it's so shallow that I'm walking away with, you almost felt like I'm insulted here. I think you look around, I go, is this a joke? Right. You no, know, I forgive me. You can tell I'm a bit emphatic about it. Sorry, Maya, yeah. but it's, no, this it's is just, good. I feel this women is or anybody is as an entrepreneur, you don't have a lot of time. And if you're giving someone 25 bucks for a crappy lunch and I get it, I'm not there to eat. As my mother would say, you can always eat. You can't always talk. So, you know, when you're there for something, your time, every minute, the meter is running. And I just felt like after a while, I'm not getting anything for this, which is a shame because you're in a room with 30, 40 people. Surely you can walk away with one or two things from that. And I just wasn't doing that. Yeah. And I, we, so we chatted about this before I hit record and I wanted to bring this back up again because Jamie is such a breath of fresh air because she just keeps it real. So Jamie, thank you. I think I'm just this. too old to waste time anymore. <laughs> that's it. I mean, clock's ticking. You know, I don't know if I wake up tomorrow. That's the point, you know. 
it's good and it's refreshing to hear that. And I want you guys to hear this as well, because I know that Jamie and I are not the only ones that have left not one, not two, let's stop counting one of these events, right? Where you're just like, God, I just wasted my time. And it's not, it's not to say like the women that were in the room with us weren't a value. I'm sure they were, but it's some kind of cultural thing that's going on where we aren't being direct or as direct as men are when they get in these environments. So yeah, why do we need to do that? Why can't we just go in and say, Hey, I'm Maya. I do this. This is what I'm looking for. And this is how I can give to you because it's not a waste of my time. I love what you said at the end. You're like, I'm, I, even if I could mentor, it's not a waste of my time because right. I feel that way too. If I left there, I'm like, you know what? It wasn't really my day to go and acquire some new business for myself. But God, I just met this young lady. She started her own event company or started yeah. her own podcast. And I can't wait to chat with her. That is a good use of my time because you, you know, everything you put out there comes back to you. And that's probably the woo-wooest thing I'll say today, but I no, really it's true. believe yeah, in energy. It. I mean, and you know, yeah. no one's, it's not negative intent that people are having out there, you know, and I'm no. not meaning to impugn all organizations. There are good organizations. And even within certain organizations, just some chapters are better than other because it's all about the personalities at the top of it, that then it trickles down. I've noticed it depends on who's at the head there. They're going to, again, as we talked about environment, Maya, that my, that environment is going to penetrate and permeate the entire organization. If that's how those people want to run it on top, that is what's going to trickle down, you know, and that's, I, I just can't understand that. It's, it's, there's so much wasted opportunity and yeah, it's just, it's a shame. I hope, you know, I've talked often with a few other people. I thought maybe we should just create our own straightforward thing. We're like, here, we're here to talk about this. You know, here's, let's spend 30 minutes, go round robin, find out if we can do anything. And I, you can't insult me at this point in life, right? My, you in business, like yeah. you literally can't insult me anymore. I'm in sales. You can tell me to take a hike. Great. Nice to meet you. Yeah. So sorry. Here's my business card. Maybe we'll connect again. I mean, that's fine, but just don't waste my time. Oh, I love yeah. that you said that yeah. again, a great piece of advice guys, because I will tell you this real quick and then want to get into a couple more questions to, before we close this out. But, um, you know, <laughs> someone that I'm mentoring, so to speak, and she's a little younger than me and went out on her own recently. And, um, she will actually message me quite often when she, every time she loses a sale, cause she doesn't come from sales now. Right. But we all know when you go out on your own, you go into sales. Okay. Yeah. Unless you hire a salesperson right away, but you're still going to be in sales because you're teaching that person how to sell your product service, Absolutely. fill in the blank, whatever you're doing. Right. Yes. And so I finally had to sit down with her and go, you're going to lose a hell of a lot more than you're going to win. And it's okay. You really celebrate those wins and you let those losses just roll off yeah. your back. Yeah. And so that was, that was game changing for her, but you know, that's why I do this podcast. And this is why I'd like to mentor just like you, Jamie, because I wish I had just someone telling me those little phrases yeah. in the beginning. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. And I think social media is such a, not toxic, but it's, it's so not realistic. You know, these stylized photos of women at their desk and the hashtags and the nonsense and the, no, I mean, if I counted the number of days, my, where I wanted to put my fist through the wall, I mean, or, you know, you just were go, how, how much worse can this get? I mean, or, you know, it looks like I, my hair is standing up because I've been up that I've been up this long trying to deal with something. That's the truth of it all. Yeah. I mean, there, for every one of those beautiful stylized photo, Instagrammable days, there's 25 
horrendous ones behind that. And I think that's another thing people are thinking of going into this. Sometimes it isn't for you. And, but if you're in for it, it's, it's going to be ugly. And if it's yeah. not ugly, you don't want it enough. If you can't get through that, then you don't want it enough. And that's okay. Again, don't waste your time. If that's not what it is, try something else, pick yeah. something else, but don't, don't throw good money after, you know, after bad. Don't yeah. do that. Oh, I, I, I agree with you. I think that's such great advice. And once I got past that too, I didn't care anymore. Like I TikTok now, I Instagram story, no yeah, makeup. I think no you have to. It's less. a part, yeah, it's a part and parcel of being a business. I think everybody yeah. has to have something like that. Yeah. But if you visit our, our Instagram, we're very honest. We're funny. Yeah. We make jokes. I mean, you know, payment processing. So not exactly the sexiest thing to talk <laughs> about. So we try and inject humor into it whenever we can. You have to, right? So yeah. Which is perfect because that becomes yeah. a part of your brand, which is another yeah. great piece of advice. Oh, yeah. I yeah. love that. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I still connect with what you're saying too. Like if you're not willing to be the person who hasn't washed your hair in five days and, you know, <laughs> wears yeah. the sweats and is like, yeah. does, pulls the all-nighters and like, yeah. I'll, I'll throw up an Instagram story and just be real about it. I'll do some TikToks and be real about it. And you know what? A couple of years ago, I probably would be like, <gasps> no makeup on me. for a picture. You can't see yeah. me like this. Oh, please. I could care less because I'm more about my values, my mission, yeah. and what I'm trying to accomplish. So right. what a refreshing yeah. message, Jamie. I love this. So I want to ask you the big question that I ask on here. Yes. What is something that you wish or some things <laughs> that you wish yeah. that you knew back when you were first stepping into what we say is like being the leader of your life, stepping into your leadership, which really was huge for you in 2013 when you started yeah. this Hollywood yeah. journey. Yes. But anywhere along the way, because a lot of you guys listening are probably going, wow, we'd love to hear some more from Jamie. What's some advice? What's something you wish you know someone told you? I think, you know, I think I should have, I, I think people always question, you know, I should have started sooner. I should have, I think people start when they're really ready to start when they don't, you know, when they think that, you know, I always, oh man, I could have done this two years early. Could I have, I think I literally was supposed to have some more horrendous experiences at my other job in order to really take me over the other line. Just like I said, I've had so many bad bosses. I think that point was that that taught me how to never be a bad boss. So I think everybody worries about timelines and things. It's amazing now in this day and age what people, if you're really motivated, what you can actually get done in a short amount of time, if you're really behind it. So I don't think people should worry about timeline or I've started too late or I haven't started. And I think too, I know we joke about a little bit about, you know, attending certain things. I think it's important the beginning, attend the opening of an envelope. You don't know who you're going to meet. And that's the God's truth. I've met some amazing people that I didn't even end up joining some crappy organization. It was the gal that walked in with me to the building and was like, have you been here before? I have two new friends from that because we were both like, uh, I'm an introvert. Are you an introvert? Or, will you sit with me? Kind of like first day of school. Like I've got somebody to sit with, you know, it's like, so we can avoid the plastics or something. Right. Yeah. So that's, that, that's, I think that's it. I think you have to get out there, ask a lot of questions, ask a lot of whatever you think is dumb. And if you, you're able to corner somebody, even for five minutes, just absolutely until they tell you to take a hike, ask as many questions as you possibly can. Absolutely. Yeah. You never know when you're going to meet them again. I, I love your advice because I think, again, like it, it goes straight from what we were just talking about with all the social media and all these stories that we see. You know, I think we have to remember that a lot of people are trying to, quote unquote, sell us on things. And there's not always truth behind the story. And when we 
a talk on podcasts like this, these are honest stories. These are the, this is the real, this is the poly pay story. Yeah. Jamie is shooting yeah. it to you real. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you my real story and we're telling you right now and here, Jamie, no one else has said that on this podcast. That's why I love this question <laughs> so much, but this one is one of my favorite answers because I think it's a great message for all of you women. And I do have some guys that listen to out there because we're in such a hurry now. And I love yeah. the message that like, we think we're like at 30, like you're dead. Like I'm 35. I think I'm just getting started. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's and I where love I was. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes. And I love that message. That, I know yeah. you're inspiring me today. Yeah. And um, I love that message that you're like, cause I've had those thoughts too. I'm like, God, I could have started this a couple of years ago, you know, and, and like on my journey, I think back and like when I should have left corporate, I'm like, no. Cause then I remembered a couple of those crappy bosses that I had. Yes. Yeah. Other experiences at actual startups before I started my own. I'm like, yeah. wait, I'm grateful for that because I have that knowledge now. I would have just yeah. had this or just had that. So a beautiful advice because it's embrace all of that and take it with you. Cause I think you're actually on a rocket ship then versus the people that don't have that experience. I love, love that. Yeah. I, yeah. I get it. And I know it sounds a little, uh, little hoo-hoo, but it's like you, the, you were not in charge in this life. So I think the universe is going to put you where you need to be and just don't question it. J- j- just don't waste when you're given the direction and the sign from the universe, just don't waste the time then. You know, because if if there's nine signs in front of you, well, then heaven help you. If you can't pick up on that, then I can't help you. So, yeah. Then, you know, then, you know, oh my God, great advice. Okay. So if we want to work with you and we want to connect with you, where can we find you? We'll put it in the show notes as well. Sure. Yep. So again, our website is available, polypay.com. That's P-O-L-Y-P-A-Y.com. We're also on Instagram at polypayprocessing. Uh, you can see some of our silly and some of our, you know, grown up adult uh, news we can give you. So, yeah, I would love that anybody who has questions, anyone who's interested in our referral advocate program, anyone who has a business, small or large, and they want just some direction, maybe they don't know if they pick the right path for processing. We just love to have a conversation. And, you know, if we can't be of service, we'd love to just give you some education and send you on your way. Yeah, this is awesome. I'm so glad we learned about your affiliate program too. So exciting. So we'll put that all in the show notes. And Jamie, this has been a pleasure. So refreshing. I enjoyed our conversation. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, thank you for the time and for the platform. I I truly appreciated this this conversation as well. So hopefully it's a help to someone. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you guys so much for listening to Motivation with Maya. We'll see you back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the My Opinion Podcast. You can catch up on past episodes on the My Opinion Podcast website at www.myopinionpodcast.com as well as read the My Opinion blog and contact Maya directly with your questions. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at My Opinion Podcast and Maya Roffler. We'll see you back here next week.